This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 165. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I love featuring interviews with authors. I think having the discipline, let alone time to write a book, is a skill that I really admire. It's not complicated. A good nonfiction how-to book shares the essential knowledge promised on the front cover. My guest for this episode is author and Ohio agent Derek Tai. And there are two main reasons why Derek and his team are killing it in Cincinnati. The first reason is because they work a system, which is exactly what Derek's book is all about. And the second is because they have a plan and they follow it. In case you don't know, I never really prepare for my interviews. I used to when I started out, but I quickly discovered I'd go off script because some shiny thing would always come up and that's where I like to go. It's a little bit like being at a listing presentation and searching for some common ground. I guess it's an old habit. Anyway, as you'll hear, Derek and I worked out that we're both Tony Robbins fans and he reminded me of a free test Tony offers online. The link to the test is in the show notes for this episode at topagentsplaybook.com forward slash 165. It's kind of a personality, strengths and weaknesses assessment, or as it says on the website, understand your personality to get ahead in your career, to communicate better in your relationships and understand your personal patterns. So anyway, I did the test and was kind of flattered with the summary, especially this bit. Check it out. It says, and I quote, you have the ability to persuade others, not with hype, but rather with warmth, sincerity and understanding. This skill comes from the merging of your people skills, along with the fact that you tend to be more modest when dealing with people. End of quote. Well, I guess, I guess it could have been worse. The test took me about 20 minutes and I'd like to suggest you try it. And what about this for an idea? If you're hiring, ask them to do the test and send you their results. As I said, the link is in the show notes or all you need to do is go to Tony Robbins, that's R-O-B-B-I-N-S dot com forward slash disc, D-I-S-C. I really enjoyed my call with Derek. His book, Seven Levers for Success in Selling Real Estate, went live in paperback and Kindle on Amazon last week. The link and Derek's contact info is all in the show notes. All that and more coming right up. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Jiggler. Jiggler is the creative, do-it-yourself, online marketing platform top agents are flocking to. Build everything in minutes right on your desktop. From marketing flyers, reports, lead generators, and social media posts, Jiggler has hundreds of templates waiting for you to customize, download, and print or post. Get started today and try Jiggler free at Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Well, Derek Ty, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Now, you're in Ohio. Whereabouts? Cincinnati, Ohio. It's kind of southwest, uh, southwestern corner. Nice. There, so. You didn't get the remnants of that, uh, of that hurricane or that tornado, did you, that came up yesterday? No, I heard about it, but you know, it's sunny and about 50 degrees here now in Cincinnati in March. That's, that's pretty amazing. Okay. Well, we're, we're a little far north of you and it's cold and rainy here in Toronto. So uh, them's the breaks. Yes. Um, mate, thanks for joining us and thanks for your time. You've got a book coming out 
uh, at the end of the week. I want to talk about that and we'll, and, we'll, uh, and we'll get into that. Tell me a little bit about your business and what's going on. So I've been a real estate agent for 16 years. My wife and I started our uh, real estate team back before teams were really a thing here, at least in our area, 2004. I yeah. uh, came from the corporate world. I spent six years between two Fortune uh, 100 companies. Got it, you know, I had my bachelor's degree in business management. I went through the corporate world and I hated it. I mean, I was part of like the, the corporate cog, you know, and I just, I just never felt good about it. Quit cold turkey, became a real estate agent, uh, learned how to generate leads and quickly build a team because I had more leads than I could handle. And I, would, and I wanted to be home to eat dinner with my wife and kids every night at six o'clock. So I realized the only way to not work weekends and evenings was to build a team and bring in buyer's agents who needed leads. Yeah. So it became a symbiotic relationship there. So fast forward 16 years, we've sold, uh, I think today, up to about 1,400 homes and $300 million in sales volume. Okay. So we're going back to 2004-05 when you kicked off. Um, let's just unpack that a little bit. Um, getting leads. When So you started in real estate, you knew, were you working for somebody else? So I started for a traditional company and they the only way you could get leads from them is if you uh, came and worked phone duty, which I decided that that seemed too much like corporate America to me. Yep. So I thought, you know, I don't want to do that. And I'm sitting there, you know, bored to death with people that are just doing water cooler talk. I'm more, more productive than that. Yep. So I thought I would bring in some of the things I had learned from uh, one of the telecom companies I worked for was at one of the Bell companies. And I was in charge then of helping generate internet leads for Yellow Pages customers. So we're talking in 2004, you know, you would spend tens of thousands of dollars a month if you were a big advertiser in a traditional mm-hmm. Yellow Pages. Yep. And you would spend like $100 a month toward this new thing called the web. Mm-hmm. So one of my jobs was was to help convert these people from being paid, uh, you know, Yellow Pages print book subscriber people to then also layering on on top of that because they didn't want to cut into their Yellow Page income, but they wanted to add on to it yeah. this additional website product. So that's kind of where I learned how to do lead generation online, but right. nobody in the real estate field in Cincinnati was doing it. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of strategies I implemented, but I ended up getting a lot of internet leads that way. Nice. Nice. So your pitch was, hey, we've got this new thing out. It's called the internet and I think you should try it. Something like that. What it was fell it? on deaf ears. So basically, <laughs> you know, so I, I was in charge of this advertising campaign and uh, I'm a new guy, you know, I was in my early 20s. And so my vision was to have a little kid sitting on a yellow page book, like a booster seat, which is how people used yellow pages, right? Yep. They would use them as booster seats back in the day. And these things were, you know, six inches thick. So a little kid in this ad I created for our management team was sitting on the sitting on there with a sitting at the kitchen table with a laptop. And on the laptop was the Cincinnati Bell Yellow Pages online directory, which is what I wanted to promote. And I thought this was genius. It's like the next generation, they're getting online. They hated it. And actually I got like a black mark on me from then on because I was sacrilegiously, you know, representing the golden egg that they had, which was the... You were, were, you're a bad guy. You get what I'm saying here? (laughs) I was not corporate America's best friend at that point. Even though I was, they just didn't, I was was ahead of my time. Right, right. You certainly were. So... What what was the call to action with your with your marketing online? What was the thing that made the phone ring? 
So are you talking about for when I started doing that on my own business as a real estate agent? The, the, yeah, or that or, yeah. or the or the so-called online uh, internet leads or whatever you were doing? So at the time, there was really when people were going online in 2004, those of you that weren't even around back then, you may not remember this, but basically it was like a business card online or like a brochure. And unfortunately, a lot of people still have this strategy where it's just marketing only. There's no direct response. So what I did was um, taking some of the knowledge I had with helping these yellow page advertisers, I created a direct response opportunity for buyers by taking the entire MLS system in our market that was like 18,000 homes for sale. I was a brand new agent. I had no listings. And I knew that to attract buyers who wanted to buy homes, I had to show them listings. Well, if I had no listings or one at the time, the only thing I could do was do this broker reciprocity thing. So I learned how to take our company website and do a broker reciprocity search, brand it. I literally did a framed website. This is way back in the old technology. I literally framed like a picture frame around a broker site search with my branding on it that just said, hey, if you want to see one of these homes, call this phone number and you'll get a call back within an hour. So, and this is in the day where you would leave a message for an agent on a sign by driving around and you would hope they would call you back in a week. Yeah. So here I am in an hour calling these people back and saying, hey, you just inquired about 123 ABC Street and I had my own scripts and everything and I was basically able to convert people left and right. Nice. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. And then you started working. So how long were you working with this traditional company before you started out on your own? Well, so I I spent about three years, uh, two and a half to three years there. And I had a team and they didn't know what to do with a team. They had never compensated a team before. So the problem was they didn't really know like, okay, do we split the commission first? And then do we pay this guy? And then is that on your taxes or their taxes? So there was a lot of stuff they didn't really know how to deal with. And like, do you share an office? Do we share an office fee? Well, the uh, you know Keller Williams organization came along and they were brand new to Cincinnati at the time. And they said, hey, we're looking for people that are doing teams. And at the time I needed that help. So they ended up uh, basically bringing me on as you know one of the first 20 or 30 agents in the Cincinnati, Ohio area as an agent with that company. So okay. I, okay. I've never been on my own as my own broker. I've always had a company affiliation of some sort. Nice, nice. Okay. Hey, let's get a plug in for your book. Uh, let's not leave it till the end of the show. Sure. Let's, uh, let's get a plug in nice and early. Tell me about the title. Tell me where people can find it and uh, tell me uh, what's in it. Well, the title is The Seven Levers for Success in Selling Real Estate. Okay. And uh, the subtitle on that is uh, Leverage Secrets from Top Producing Agents. Okay. So years ago, I used to follow Tim Ferriss. Is that Amazon? Uh, it's going to, yeah, Amazon, paperback and Kindle. Okay, sweet. So my, my thought is, is I, I learned this lesson years ago. Someone said to me, they said, would you rather listen to a guru who claimed to know everything or would you rather listen to a guy who had no title, you didn't know who he was, but he interviewed all the top experts in a field? Mm -hmm. On that topic, who would you rather listen to? And my first answer was, well, I'd rather hear the guy that's consolidated information from all these other talking heads and leaders in whatever industry it is. Well, Tim Ferriss made a big um, career out of that with his podcast, just interviewing experts in all these different fields. Yes. So my idea with the book was, what if I go around and I take all these seminars I've been to for 16 years, all the coaching I've been through, all the books I've read, what if I could consolidate it down to seven key levers or leverage opportunities for a real estate agent to build a big business? Nice. Nice. Okay. Take us through a few of them, Derek. What's, yeah. uh, what are some of the ones that stand out? 
I mean, I don't well, want to, I don't want you to give away all your secret sauce, but I don't mind at all. I mean, if people want to know a little bit, buddy. So basically the first lever is people. Right. So we, we have to understand that we have to learn to work with each other. Yep. And that could be co-op agents. That could be uh, getting your first admin hired to learn, you know, how to get more time, which is another lever. Um, you, learning how to leverage with people that, I mean, you can imagine all the different ways to leverage with people, but we outline that in the book and kind of go through a lot more detail. Uh-huh. And then the nice. next one would be systems and tools. You're a big systems guy. You're a big tools guy. You've got tons of those things already in place. So you understand the importance of, of finding the right systems, finding the right tools, and then making those a lever in your business as well. Yes. yes. All right. Number three would be time. So uh, a lot of people don't know how to leverage their time. So they, first of all, they don't Sorry. stick to a schedule. They don't stick to a schedule. They don't uh, block time. And, you know, there's, there's some major issues with people. Like I see people get into the real estate business because they want the flexibility. Yeah. And I've trained tons of agents over the years who went from never selling a house to now they're selling multiple six-figure GCIs. And learning how to time block your lead generation and some other things like that, that time management is crucial. Okay. Okay. And then we've got my favorite one is listings. That's mm-hmm. next. So listings is oh, it. Yeah. So if, if you can learn why listing, first of all, I, I spend two parts of this chapter. I actually break, it's such a big topic. I break this chapter down into two. First is why listings are such great leverage. And the second part of the chapter is how to obtain more listings to use as leverage. Yeah. So the first part of it is obviously the whys. You've talked about this before on your podcast, but you know you can get sign calls to turn into buyers. You can, what we call double side or double dip a deal where you have the buyer and seller, depending on your market, if it's okay or not. Yep. But usually that buyer also has a home to sell. And that listing also comes because they want to buy something else. Or you can refer them to another agent in another city and get a referral fee off that. So there's potentially four transactions out of every listing. Gotcha. In addition, we do circle prospecting. So every time we take a new listing, we are taking postcards, we're doing door knocking, we're making physical phone calls, and we're getting other sellers in that neighborhood to say, hey, come and see this at the open house. Tell us what you think of it. Hey, do you know anyone that wants to, to um, basically be in this neighborhood? And everyone's curious about values. They want to know, are the values going up? What's their home worth? So you basically have to play into the psychology of a seller. What do they really want in that neighborhood around you? And you have to play on their curiosity. And then you just want to build your database. I've seen you talk about this before, but you got to build your database one day at a time. Yep. And when you get those soft uh, nurtures in a neighborhood where you've already planted a seed, yep. then that's exponential growth that you can have with more listings as well. 100%. Now, before you move on to the next one, let me just uh, ask you a quick question. You mentioned your circle, your circle work, your, your around your listing or sale. Um, how, many, how many households are you targeting? How many homes are you targeting in there? We usually stick within 100. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you're, you're hitting them with a flyer. Mm-hmm. You, you're jumping on the phone, speaking yes. to them, and you're door knocking as well? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's intense. Yes, it is. And, and yeah. there's, and there's actually an open house strategy that you can kind of incorporate the same thing. So it's really a two-part strategy. So the more people we can get in front of that way, and this is part of our listing presentation. Yep. Um, and I know that you're big on listing presentations and, and how to, to, to build a value right away with a seller. Uh-huh. But if I say, here, here's what most people are going to do. They're going to come and pitch you this commission rate. They're going to say, I'm going to put your listing in the MLS. I'm going to put it uh, maybe on a few websites that we have as a company. And then they're going to, we call it the four Ps. You've probably heard this before, but you put it in MLS 
you uh, put a sign in the yard and then you pray for a buyer to come along. Okay. And that's how, that's how most buyers uh, listing agents in our market do that. Yep. I tell people proactively, we do the fourth P, which we like the letter P. The fourth P is prospecting, proactive prospecting. So we're actually going out and not just waiting for a buyer to come along. So this is actually all these things I'm talking about sound maybe self-serving, like, oh, I'm going to get more listings, which is true, but it also benefits the seller because you're getting them more exposure. The more people yeah, I can get through the front door of that house, the higher likelihood I'm going to get more, uh, the sale price should go up and the terms should be better and the days on market should be shorter. I love it. I love it. Um, and you're building your pipeline like crazy, like Huge. all of those all of those, all of those leads are coming back into your system. Um, and I mean, that, that lead, they might be listing tomorrow. It might be a year. They might never list, but they might refer you somebody. So that's huge, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 100%. Uh, what else you got? So the uh, next one is affiliations. So right. a lot of people skip this one, but it's a huge one. So, um, and there's many different types of affiliations and we go through detail in the book. But you got things like your chamber of commerce, a BNI group the company that you're associated with. So whatever, if you're with a little brokerage or a big brokerage, then you have that affiliation. You get to carry that weight into the room. It's the big gorilla that most people don't talk about. Yep. And then in addition to that, you have um, online groups and Facebook chat groups. And like, you've got an online community. Those affiliations, people need to use that as a lever as well. Yep. Yep, that's a powerful lever or lever as we like to call it. Um, I like your, I like yeah, your I accent as well. <laughs> Um, what else you got? Okay. So number six is database. Okay. So database, we talk about this a lot and I know you're a big proponent of this because we just talked about it. Adding to your database daily is huge. And then how do you actually nurture your database? So we have a 40 touch program that we use. So we're touching our clients at least 40 times a year. Statistically, if you do it 33 times a year, you're supposed to stay on top of mind with your clients. We like to go a little bit above and beyond a couple examples of that. And there's more in detail in the book, but we do four client events a year. And we invite anyone that's referred to this business, anyone that's done business with us in the past, or someone that we're currently trying to woo. Like, like you said, there's some of these sellers that you've been nurturing for a long time, and eventually they're going to sell. You want to be at the top of the mind. Uh -huh. We do VIP events, four of them a year. The last one we just did as an example, we did a wine tasting event. So we rented out an entire uh, wine shop. Uh, they held about 100 people. We had about 60 of our clients show up. We had live music, acoustic guitar. We did five flights of wine. We did a nice high-end cheeses and uh, you know meats. And we did prize giveaways and everything was on the house. And awesome. uh, I had a lender partner, a title company partner, a uh, financial services partner, a mover came and uh, our photographer that does all of our professional photography. So I had five co-sponsors. So, the so event you guys all split the costs? Company. Well, I get, the event almost cost me nothing. Brilliant, brilliant. That's such. And it was a about cool a fifteen hundred dollar event. That's such a cool idea. I wonder how many people listening to this will get off their tail and actually do that because it's such a cool idea. And and we're not talking about a big financial outlay. I think it cost me net out of pocket two hundred bucks. Just yeah. to be frank with you, and I had sixty people have a completely free, amazing. They felt like VIPs. Like if yeah. I can do that to people in my world and then, you know, I've got, I've sold 1400 properties. I might have 600 people that are kind of still in that kind of VIP list. Yes. Out of those, you might have 10% that show up to any given event. So I'm hitting a different 10% plus a core people that always like to come, you know, every now and then for the free stuff. But then <laughs> you kind of see like, and then those people feel so loyal to you. If someone mentions the word real estate in a restaurant, three tables over, 
they're going to think Derek Ty needs to be the one servicing them in the Thai group. They're going to get up out of their chair and go find the person that just said the word real estate or I'm putting my house on the market and say, you need to talk to my guy. He's the best. Yeah. If you can get a raving fan like that, that's worth more than Gold. any marketing plan you could ever do. Yeah, yeah, absolute gold. Before we move on to number seven, I think you just finished six. Let me, because you've mentioned VIP a couple of times. Do you guys do a, a VIP open for your first open when you list a property? You circulate like a special VIP open uh, around the area before the main general open? We've never tried that before. I think okay. the biggest thing is because the volume we're doing and the uh, the urgency that, I mean, sellers are waiting to the last minute to get it, the final house ready. Then we're throwing in the photographer and we want it on the market on Thursday or Friday so we can get that open house on Sunday. Gotcha. Just to be honest with you, the the amount of time crunch that yep. like the, it used to be weeks and weeks of prep. Now it might yep. be a few days of prep. Yep. yep. And, yep. and we have multiple properties sometimes hitting the market the same weekend. So we're all hands on deck just to get the plan together that gotcha. we've already done. Gotcha. You know? And when you go live online, I mean, you're live online, the phone's going to, if it's competitively priced and great looking listing, it's going to, the phone's going to start ringing. Sorry. Yeah. That, I, yeah. Sorry. I, I interrupted on to number seven. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, that last one you're going to love, because this is one area that you're, you're very good at is content creation. Okay. So, so content lives how long? Forever. Exactly. So, yeah. so how long ago? Long it's relevant, I guess, but. Yeah, relatively, right? So how long ago did you write your first book? In the 90s, I can think. Can I still buy a copy today? Absolutely. Can yeah. I still find it online? Yes, you can. Yep, see, Amazon. You see how this works? Right? Yep, yep. That's <laughs> so true, the, isn't it? That's true. Well, well, you're singing my song, Derek, because um, uh, if if you and I took out a quarter page ad in the Cincinnati Daily or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um, it, by this time tomorrow, it's toast. It's yesterday's news, literally. Uh, and all the money's gone. If we write a blog or if you upload a video to YouTube, um, anyway, you're, I'm, I'm stealing your thunder, but yeah, 100%. That's so important, content creation. Well, you and I are thinking on so many levels, and I think that's the key of this business. It's not, it's not so complicated. I know one of the resources you send out is a seven, I think it's called seven mindset tricks or seven uh-huh. mindset. Yep. And, and it's funny because I read that before I got on this call and there's seven completely different things than what we're talking about here. And it doesn't mean you're seven or your author seven are right and mine are wrong or whatever. It just means that there's, there's so many ways you can do this business. It has to be an abundance mentality out yes. there. Yes. I think some people go, well, if I give these seven secrets away, then someone will just copy my plan and, you know, I've been teaching classes in my market centers since I was six months into this business. People were coming to me going, Derek, how do you make a website? How do you do emails? And I was giving them the keys to the castle six months into the business. Yeah. But you know what they did? They opened doors for me like you wouldn't believe. I had people coming to me and saying, Derek, can you help me promote this million dollar open house I'm doing? And I'm a brand new kid, never sold any real estate before. My very first listing was 525000 and our market average was one fifty at the time. Right. You know, so like I, I've been blessed with all these opportunities, but when you start giving things away and you start contributing to other people's lives, just like you do with this podcast, you know, it's a free podcast, but you don't basically uh, have to worry about what you're getting back for it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you give out great content, just like, so content creation is you put it out there in the universe, whether you charge a little bit for it or maybe a subscription or sometimes it's free. To me, it always comes back to you in some other way. And, and that's just the fun part of life. It is. It is. I call it give to get marketing. Um, you know, it's along the Gary Vaynerchuk lines of, uh, mm-hmm. 
of, uh, of, of what he suggests. If you're creating content, you're putting it out there, then um, sooner or later, uh, you're going to like, yeah, people are going to come on and, and use Locked On, our software. Um, they're going to sign up for a Jiggler account. They're going to come on as a Best Agents member or we might do some personal coaching, working one-on-one in my private client group. So you've got all of these things going on. But you've got to keep putting the information out there. And I guess it's like somebody uses it and they find out that it works and they say, okay, well, this guy knows what he's doing. I've tried that or I tried that marketing template or I tried that strategy and it came together, um, which, which works. Tell me about, let me rewind because when, when you started, you, you said that you hired some guys and, and I think before I press record, you were saying you hired some guys or some people out of the industry and you train them up, you coach them to um, be, you know, now they're six-figure producers. Can you tell me a little bit about that process? Because that would be, I think that would be really useful info for, for plenty of our listeners. So I think, first of all, you know, there's a, an old expression, I don't have it quoted exactly, but you can't turn an eight into a 10, you can't turn a six into a 10. But you basically, the expression I'm badly murdering here, but there's some people that no matter how much coaching, teaching, uh, hand-holding, training, they're never going to be a 10. They're never going to come along. You can't just, send a duck to eagle school. There you go. Like they're, they're, they're just not a soaring eagle, right? Uh-huh. So first of all, you have to do, if you're trying to bring on a team member that you want to be a 10, they probably already have to be an eight or something. Like they, they already got some fire in their belly. They're, they're proven to you that they're learners. They're growth-oriented that they're willing to be coached, coachable people. They're willing to invest into themselves and others. If you're not starting with that as the foundation, no amount of coaching or teaching you're going to ever have is going to help. So I just want to make sure I'm setting that precedent that I'm not some miracle worker who took some zero and made him a 10. Now he might have had zero sales, right? Like a couple, oh wait, I can tell you five different guys and ladies that I've worked with over the years. They had never sold, well, one of them had sold a few houses, but they never sold anything significant and now they're each earning multiple six figure GS GCI years. Yep. And so they, but they already had that fire in their belly. I saw yep. that. I was like, man, these guys could be taught if I could just point them in the right direction. I say spin them up and then let them go. And so I'd say number one, find people that are hungry and growth oriented. And then the second part of that is um, what are you teaching them? So, you know, if you're teaching them just to go get whatever's out there and it's like take low hanging fruit all the time, all you're doing is teaching them dependency models. Yep. And and I'm not about that. I'm re- I'd rather teach someone like how to fish than give them fish. Yep. So now to get those people, a lot of times you have to have the fish. So in my in the terminology I'm using, the analogy is real estate agents who are wanting to join teams want leads. Yep. They, they want to see that you have listings that they could do opens on. They want to see that they could uh, call off your database. They want to see that you've got past internet leads that have come in that could work. They want to see that there's constantly new potential traffic coming in and opportunities. If you guys, if you don't have that, it's going to be really hard to ever recruit a one of these growth-oriented people I'm talking about. Okay. So how do you choose somebody like that? I mean, I guess you sit down, you look at them in the whites of their eyes and ask them some tough questions, I guess. Find out, find out what's going on. See if there's any scar tissue there. Well, see I think... You want to get a fan, like a pattern and history of what their life has been like. Right. If they if if they come to you and they've got this victim mindset, mm. well, I went to this job and I got fired because the boss hated me. Then I went to this job and you know the coworkers all you know got me fired. And then I went. If you hear a pattern of people that are making, Blaming. 
I can't handle that, man. I'm no. like, you know what? Take your victim language. No problem. It's just, you're not a bad person. You're just not a great fit for me. Yeah. I'm looking for people that, you know, I went to this company, I got promoted and I did this. And then I looked for this other greater opportunity and this came along. And then this person presented me this. So I went and tried this for a year or two. And then I, I got this opportunity to move here. It's a totally different language pattern. It is. And I'm looking for people that are like, I'm, I'm, and it's okay. And here's something too. I want to rationalize with people. I spent way too many years sad that I had brought people in and kind of given them keys to the castle and they went in and made money somewhere else and they're no longer making me any money. Okay. At, so there were a few years where I had to reconcile that. And here's yep. what I've kind of learned about this over time. We're all in different seasons of life. We all have different things that are, we're on a journey. Sometimes we're the stepping stone for someone else's dream. And we have to be okay with that because other people in our world have been a stepping stone and not in a negative way, but in just a platform, a help up, a hand up, however you want to call it in your culture. But in, in my culture, it's like a step up. Like I help them step up to the next level. Yep. And I've got a history now. I can look around and see all these people I've helped step up. And I'm not saying that in a braggiose way. I'm proud of it. I'm, yep. I'm proud. So it's had to, I have to change my mindset I like that. I like about that. that. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, a, a lot of brokers and business owners are bitter and twisted about people that that came and left and and whatever. And I mean that's just part of life. And um, harking back to your point about choosing somebody and this victim mentality. I mean, um, we we're real estate agents. Chances are you're going to get a kick in the teeth or three. Uh, pretty early in your career, you've got to be able to get back on the horse and uh, and saddle on into the sunset, as they say. So um, you got to you got to choose that person who's made of the right stuff. And um, it's interesting, yeah, to ask some of those questions. I always ask, like asking, you know, what sort of setbacks have you had? Find out what what sort of scar tissue they've got going on uh, to see to see that they that they can bounce back. But as my dad used to say, you know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So it's, uh, it's, it's a challenging career, uh, but it's, it's something that can be very, very lucrative if you get it right. Well, so before we picked on this, started on this call, you talked about some free tools. I thought of one that's really helpful. I'm sure you've recommended this before, but Anthony Robbins has his disk analysis that's free on his website. So if you go to anthonyrobbins.com and you, and you look for the letters D-I-S-C, it's a test. And it's free. And what you can do is you go on that website and you put in your own, uh, you know, you take the test, it takes 10, 15 minutes. You choose like, if I was in a situation at a party, I would do this or this, or I would do this or this. So you go through this whole list and it labels you, which people don't like labels, but this is just the way life is. You get, a, you're, you're usually dominant in a letter. So like the D is dominance and then the I is interpersonal and S is safety, stability, security, and then C is control. So when you deal with real estate clients, they're going to have a dominant style. When you have real estate people in your life, they're going to have a dominant style. But typically speaking, if you want a, an aggressive buyer's agent, you want them to have high interpersonal skills, the I. You also want them to have a high D, which is the drive. Yep. So if you get a buyer's agent that comes in a super high C or an S, they want safety and security and control. Well, our real estate sales world is not like that. No. So you could like literally, before you even interview someone, you could say, hey, take this test. And you could look at their score. 99% of the time, it's probably going to be 
pretty accurate. Now, I haven't I haven't seen that for ages, but but thanks for reminding me. I'm gonna I'm gonna find that because um, I used to talk about that all the time. It's funny how yeah. things come and go. Um, but thanks for reminding me, Derek. I'm gonna grab that. Uh, I'm gonna grab that link and I'll put it on the show notes for this episode so people can check it out. But that's a that is a really valuable tool. Thank you. And I would recommend everyone take this for themselves so they yeah. understand the test. Yeah. So first, do one on yourself. Then you're going to find like an admin. Like someday your first hire should be an admin, not a buyer's agent, by the way. Great. Um, you, you need to hire your first admin first, then maybe even a second one or a transaction coordinator. Then you hire your first buyer's agent. And, yep. you know, there's lots of different models out there, but that's the one I found to be most helpful. But uh, if you're looking for a, an admin, you want them to be high S and high C because you want them to have attention to detail the steady paycheck. They, I mean, I've tried the model before where I had uh, an admin come in and I put her on a bonus system because that's what I would want to be on, right? So yeah. I put her on this lower salary and then if we sold 50 homes, she would get this much and 100 homes, she would get... She literally about had an ulcer. Like, no no crap. She literally had an ulcer. Didn't register. Because yeah. she, to me, she, she was worried every day that we weren't going to hit 50. Then she was worried every day we weren't going to get 100 because yeah. she just wanted that, ex, you know, that 2,500 bucks a month steady. So she came back to me and said, take the bonus away. Give me another 10 grand a year in salary. And I'll, I don't care if we sell a thousand homes. Yep. I just want to consistently. You're stressing me out. Yeah. So she was a high S and a high, a high yeah. C. Yeah. Right. So you you get you get your you you have your potential hires take that test before uh, you go to the next step. Yeah, and there's actually a second test we do. It's unique to um, the Keller Williams organization, but they call it a Keller Personality Assessment, a KPA. Okay. It's much more detailed. But what I like about it is, and there's probably other companies that offer a similar one. So if you're in the real estate business for a competing brokerage firm, I'm sure they have some kind of test or system out there. But it does job matches. Yeah. So I love it because it has like a hundred different jobs in the real estate industry. And when this person's done taking their test, it literally will tell you they have a 100% match for an administration assistant and they have a 0% chance to be a successful buyer's agent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and some people are right down the middle. So it might be like, they would rather be like a team leader or an office manager or like a recruiter. Like there's so many different roles. It doesn't, and this is the thing I want everybody to hear. If you have a certain personality style, that doesn't make you better than someone else. Yep. Okay? It just means that we're all created differently. And I'm created to be a salesperson. I'm created to be an evangelist. Like, I mean, just like I'm on this podcast, I'm excited about my book. I'm excited about my ideas. I'm excited about my real estate company. So you put me into an administration role, I would die. Like literally, I wouldn't make it. Yep. Like That's like corporate America all over again for me. I couldn't handle it. Yep. Yep, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I was just looking for a bit of information then, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fascinating discussion. Well, I'm definitely going to put that link in the show notes. I'm a big Tony fan, as so many of our listeners are. Um, Tony got me through a few. I never hesitate to, to to say Tony got me through a few tough spots in uh, in his life back in the day when cassettes ruled. Back in the day when. Um, WKRP in Cincinnati was uh, was on the TV. Yes, you remind me of the, with the microphone boom there on the video here. Doc, Dr. Johnny Fever. Yes. <laughs> my, my We're era. known for that show. And I, and, and, you know, when my, Do you ever remember when, that? you old enough it, to remember it, that? It's, it's in the 70s and 80s, yeah. 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 I was born in the 70s. So. Okay, okay. A little bit before your time, but yeah. very cool. I think Lonnie Anderson was in that as well, wasn't she? I think so. Yeah, think so. yeah what a great show. Um, now... 
let me let's move towards wrapping up. But um, here's a question I always like to ask my guests, Derek. Uh, if somebody uh, and maybe somebody listening to this, they're stuck in a rut. They might be new to real estate, or they've been, you know, going at it for a while, but they're not getting the results they want. What sort of advice would you give them if they sat down with you? If they if they said, Derek, I'm going to buy you a cup of coffee. Tell me what I th- tell me what you think I should do. Well, sometimes it's to quit. Okay. So here's the truth. Not everybody's made for this business. And you said it yourself earlier and not everyone's made for every role in the business. Yep. So if you love real estate, but you're just hitting a burnout wall, there could be a few reasons. You could be in the wrong seat on the bus. You know, you're more meant to be into an administration role. Maybe you're more meant to be a recruiter. Maybe you're more meant to be just a buyer's agent, not the leader of a team. Yep. Again, it doesn't make one person better than another. There might be different income levels at different positions just because that's just what's paid in our society, but that doesn't mean one's right or wrong. So my first question is to really evaluate who you are and what you want out of life. And the other part is, is a lot of times people are getting burnout because they're doing the same things over and over again, and they are not experiencing the results they're looking for. So I would say finding a good coach or mentor like you to help them along and find out where that stuck point is. And then, and maybe it's just a one little thing that they start changing in their daily habits and it can make a huge difference. That they need to tweak. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, okay. Well guys, can I, uh, you, I mean your book, congratulations. I, I, I don't think I said congratulations, but uh, as a writer, I know this, this it's, it's hard to write a book, especially when, when you're busy in real estate, there's a lot going on. Um, and it's not the sort of thing that you can sit down and do and then go back and visit it six months later because you've forgotten everything that you've done and you're repeating stuff. So you've got to sit down and chunk it out. So uh, it is a challenge. It's a difficult thing to do. Congratulations. Derek's book is Seven Levers for Success in Selling Real Estate. You can find it uh, Kindle or in hard copy at amazon.com or .ca if you're um, up here in the deep north. Buddy, thank you so much for your time um, and congratulations on on your success in the business. I look forward to keeping in touch. Yeah, and thank you for uh, all the free resources you've sent me and thank you for uh, being organized and having such a great uh, way to help communicate with so many people out there. It's my pleasure, my friend. Thanks again for your time. You're welcome. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.